What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Question of the day. Could you work with your spouse? Well, today's couple owns a multi-million dollar real estate company, all while balancing marriage, parenting, and life's trials and tribulations. He got his license first and ran with the business for a year. Um, and then I jumped in. Um, he was doing about 300,000 GCI on his own. So that's gross commission and income. So yeah. I'm doing that part-time. So I'm still making 150. Mm -hmm. I'm doing real estate part-time part -time. without any assistance from my wife and I'm making 300K. Now, before we hop into today's video, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Now let's jump into the episode. Yo fam, so coming from high school sweethearts, mm -hmm. right, to now living in Maryland, with how many kids y'all got now? Three. Three. Yes. My newest one is out there. Yes. Yeah, there. With the nanny. <laughs> out there with the nanny. Oh, you a girl dad for real, for I real. I am, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, to, to making some some of y'all's best years as a, as a couple has been 1.2, but y'all are averaging, what, about $800,000 a year. Yeah. Yes. Um, I want to talk about this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go here, and then I'm going to come back to the very beginning. What has been one of y'all's secrets? Like, what is the key for this young, thriving couple building a business together? You know what I'm saying? Especially a black, young, successful couple. Um, I think one of the biggest things is it, it comes down to five five things okay. total that we apply okay. in our relationship. Mm -hmm. It would be communication. Okay. Um, we prioritize our relationship. Yes, we do. We make sure that we are constantly talking about and sharing our common goals. Mm -hmm. Emotional support is key. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the biggest one of all is flexibility. Yes. Flexibility. Flexibility. Absolutely. I say the biggest communication. <laughs> yeah, so you would say communication. You yes. would say flexibility. Absolutely. Yes. That sounds like a man. That sounds like a woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. I'm serious. So why would you say flexibility? I would say flexibility because as a business owner, as a father, um, especially a father that's very active and hands-on, you mm -hmm. know, in my ch in my children's lives, mm -hmm. um, a lot of times the business would take the front seat. Okay. So if she's got to run and go pick the kids up from school or daycare or after school activities, I'm deeply rooted in all of that. So if I'm at an appointment, I'll, I'll rush that appointment so I can make sure I get back to yeah. the kids because I'm the, I'm the, not the soccer dad, I'm the basketball dad. Yeah, yeah. So I take them to practice three times a week plus their personal training that they do. Mm -hmm. um, so I think flexibility is key because if not, it's like, hey babe, I'm, I'm at an appointment. You make sure you go get the kids. But then what he just do? Communication. Uh, hey, babe. Uh, <laughs> I'm at an appointment, that. you know? I like, <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Yo, that's like what's it. up. Yes. But how, I think one of, one of the reasons why, and, 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 and y'all, they done try to, you know, hook me up with, you know, a couple of their friends. Oh, and, really? Um, and, some good uh, candidates. Yeah. Some good candidates, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and one of the candidates said that I have poor communication. Yes. And I respect that. That's real. Why is communication so important in a relationship from a woman's perspective? 
man, you just need to be able to express how you're feeling, where you're at in your space. Yeah. And also, I want to hear from you. Like, how are you feeling and where are you at in your space? Um, communication is very, like, we don't want to just be second guessing anything. Yeah. I mean, I'll go and get my hair done and come home and something different. And if I walk through the door and I don't get hear anything, no communication at all, I'm like, okay, does he like it? You know, do I look nice? Like, Stuff like that. It's like we have these communication talks all the time. Like, oh, if I come in the house looking different, I need you to to notice that. If if you like it, say it. If you don't, tell me. Like, oh, be open and honest with communication. It's key. So it's not really like, hey, how are you? No. It's like uh, when you walk through the door and the hair is different. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because that's something. So your hair was different, sis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a part of it. <laughs> but yeah. so so it's really about just you, you want your husband to acknowledge and communicate yes. for what he acknowledges. Yes. Hmm. And has that on the business side of things. So that's more so on the relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, you all have built a huge, you know, million dollar plus real estate business. How does communication come in with that? Especially now with a newborn. Right. So for us, um, I think very early on, when Google calendars weren't even popular, we were we were leveraging a calendar. We've yes. been leveraging a calendar for about ten years now. We wow. live by a calendar. We live by the calendar. So our Amazon show shows everything that's going on. Yeah. Plus, we have our phones where first thing we do before we go to bed at night is we yeah. check the calendar to see. What's the urgency when we get up in the morning outside of getting the kids ready for school and out the door? But then also when we wake up in the morning, it's what are the appointments that we have? So for us, the calendar means everything. And if it's not on our calendar, it does not exist for us. It doesn't. It doesn't Mm -hmm. exist for us. That's real. Mm -hmm. That's real. And one thing I got to say, man, you're a dope father. I remember one time I called you. I was like, hey, bro, can we run this? Can we run this real quick? You was like, nah, man, I got my newborn right here on my chest. Wifey's out doing business. I was like, yo, that's that's pretty dope. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Wifey's out making the money. Mm-hmm. I'm home with the kids. Mm-hmm. I, I and I and I love that. <laughs> I love it though, like because it's it's not just the gender specific roles. It it's just mm-hmm. it's not a thing for us. Y'all don't have n- none at all. And I grew up in a household where where it was. It was same here. I mean, my parents are from the south, so you know, my mom took care of everything in the household. Um, my dad worked. My mom worked too, but. I mean, cooking, cleaning, everything. My mom did it all. Yeah, yeah. So you'll take out the trash? Um, out to the curb? No. no. <laughs> out to the trash can. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I do. You'll take the trash, yes, to the trash take can? To, yes, if it's full, I will take it to the trash My can. My baby's not Especially, touching that great trash can. No, no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> willing it to the I'm not willing to the curb. <laughs> all the germs on there? Uh, no. <laughs> is, is it because of germs or is it because you're a woman? Um, It's not because I'm a woman. It's... You just it's, don't like the germs. I, I will do it if I had to. If he was out of town and I had to wheel the trash can yeah. back and forth, I'll do that. But I don't I'm, I'm not going to do it because that's something he always does. Wow. Just like he doesn't wash dishes because that's something that me and my daughter always do. They say that 20 percent of small business owners in the U.S. are couples. Mm-hmm. And it shows that as a couple status are showing right that as a couple that together is better than just a person like myself. Okay. So working together, has it been beneficial? Like, what are some of, like, the... Has it been beneficial? Yes. But then, too, like, what's some of the, the issues that come with working together? Let me give you another statistic that's a little alarming. What's when that? you talk about couples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 48% of couples that go in business together end up divorced. They end up divorced. 37% of divorced couples that are in business together are real estate agents. Oh, what? Say one more time. So forty. So forty-eight percent of couples that go into business together mm-hmm. end up divorced. End up divorced. Okay. And then out of that, thirty-seven percent oh. real estate agents or sales, car salesmen, <sighs> insurance, things like that. We have real estate agents have the highest divorce rate. Is it because of lack of sales? Not lack of sales. Um, I think that in real estate, because there's no ceiling, one, mm-hmm. there's no ceiling on the income that you can make. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Two, it has the lowest barrier of entry. Mm-hmm. So you can get into real estate just, for just a couple a, thousand dollars, yeah, getting school, your license. High school and then you can become a millionaire. You can become a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. So when you have people that have experienced a 
the amount of and the abundance of money that can be made in this business. Yeah. It, how they say money changes you. It does. It can certainly change you and it'll make you question your relationship. And I think that one of the things for us that really changed the game, and I think that's why we go against the, the statistic. One, I started in real estate first. Mm. Her, It was her idea for us to come into it, mm-hmm. but I started first. So I got everything steamrolled. I got the business up and running. I was generating the income. We both were still government. Yeah, yeah. A lot of my clientele was single women. Mm. And it's based on like, I mean, I made sure I put the best picture up there. I'm suited and booted. Yep. So a lot of the calls I would get from internet leads were single women. Wow. So that, I, I wow. experienced a and lot of And if your relationship is not strong, and if you don't have the trust in your, your spouse or your partner to service clients like that, because as a real estate agent, you're constantly on the phone with them, you know, emailing. Also, out showing properties. Yes, going to houses. By yourself? Empty empty houses. Exactly. Exactly. Bro, listen here. So it leaves room for that. It's very important to trust your spouse in a business like real estate. I mean, first of all, you must have to have, you know, with the foundation and confidence in your relationship to know that if your significant other is servicing someone that's single, they're constantly communicate with them on the phone, email, texting, um, showing properties by themselves. In real estate, you must definitely have to know that that person is out there doing the work, putting in the effort to support the family financially, and um, basically just having that trust and confidence knowing that um, they're coming home to you. Oh, yeah. Whether you're the, the husband or the wife, it, it leaves room for that, and so you have to have that trust in your spouse in order to know that, like, okay, He's out there doing what he's supposed to be doing. Be super he's, secure. Yeah. Yo, real quick, you guys, are you looking to change your career here in the year 2023? If so, look no further than Bethel School of Technology, the only Christian online tech bootcamp in the world. According to a recent report, black people make up just about 4% of the U.S. technology workforce. But you see at Bethel Tech, who I partner with for this year, they believe that all people, including us black people, should have access to the lucrative and fulfilling opportunities in the tech industry. Now, with their nine-month program, you'll gain the essential skills you need to start a successful career career in technology. And let's not forget the earning potential. You see, according to Indeed, the average salary of a software developer in the U.S. is around $103,000. Say what? You know, you can choose from programs like the cybersecurity and UI UX design and launch your tech career or even a tech business ignited with passion and purpose. So listen, we're going to skip the debt and we're going to invest into yourself for just nine months that can change the next nine years of your life. All you got to do is join Bethel Tech today to achieve your career aspirations. Visit anthonyoneal.com slash Bethel or click the link in today's show notes today so you can register and start a new journey of your life. Now, you know what? Let's get back to the show because this is a good one today. Let's keep it above. So I got to ask a real question. I ain't give y'all this question ahead of time. Here's a real question. Okay. If I'm a single real estate agent, mm-hmm. Taking a single woman to see an empty house. Has anything in history ever gone down that should not have gone down that y'all know of? So for, for us, the answer, one, Heck never. no. However, <laughs> I know. Yo, your wife looking at you like, <laughs> <"Say we." laughs> so, so I do, I do, I do, 100%. For real. 100%. Is, it, is it common? I've heard several. Wow. Yeah, I've but, heard several. But it's not to me. That's the wildest thing that you could do. Yeah, that's crazy. And the crazy. reason why is because Messing up your, money. your livelihood, if yeah. you're ever caught doing something like that, the livelihood, it's, there's too much on the line. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Jesus. But yes, it does happen. Mm-hmm. Man, this is crazy. High school sweethearts. Yeah. Where'd y'all meet at? Woo! So, Kara wins, actually. So my sister knew Anthony first. Okay. And um, she was like, once, you know, my she talked to Anthony and was like, hey, my sister's coming to high school. You know, I was in middle school still. He was already in high school. And she was like, once he gets to this high school, you're going to be dating my sister. And, he and I had like, a girlfriend. He had a girlfriend at the time. He was like, nah, nah. Dumped her like a bag of bricks. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yo. He went for I'm it. Sorry if you watched. You it. dropped it for. A, you dropped it for an eighth grader, Doc. He did. Coming in ninth grade. Yes. 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 So I mean, I'm as great. soon as I got into high school, bad, already bro. had already. Oh. She was bad. I was like, yo. Thanks, babe. <laughs> this ain't even gonna matter when we adult. So like, <laughs> let me just let me get all this backlash on the front end. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. High school. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, before I even, as soon as I stepped foot into high school, I already had a boyfriend. And it was Anthony. And y'all, it was a rap sense, and y'all yes. never broke up, never did none of that. Yes. Never. Well, never. never broke up, but, you know, always somebody has something to say. High then school, we have our drama, drama, you know, things like stuff that. Stuff like that, but that was like the ultimate test. We made it through that. Yes. There was nothing that we couldn't do. And then when I was a senior, um, I actually got out early. It was exam week. I was done with my exams. She was in uh, economics class that I just so happened to be in as well. Um, and I told her then that I was going to marry her. For real. And I was like, boy, bye. <laughs> you, I told her, I said, you're going to be my year. wife. Yeah, yeah. You knew that for sure, for sure. He knew it. And then he told me again, he told me again, we were at your parents' house. I was like 16 and I was just about to leave and we always gave hugs and kisses and he was like, you know I'm going to marry you. And I was like, okay. Like, he always said that. Did you believe him? Or were you just saying, okay, just like the typical woman answer? Yeah, I'm just like, okay. I mean, I love him so much, so of course I would want that. But I'm like, I'm still in high school. Her dad oh. said it was puppy love. My dad's like, puppy I mean, love, yeah. as a father and, you know, as a girl dad, I'd be saying the same things. Yeah. But yeah. that was, he that, he was sure that, that it was puppy love. What well, made yeah. you so sure that, that she was your wife at, mm -hmm. at 18? Um, so it was, I mean, from the very beginning, man, it was like, she always saw things in me. Um, our relationship has always been competitive. I didn't care about school. Mm -hmm. I did not care about school. I think I didn't really take it seriously until my senior year. Mm -hmm. Um, so with her, she was straight A student. I never knew that you could get higher than a 4.0 as a high school student. I did not know that. And she showed me that. Mm -hmm. So that just goes to show you like just what I was exposed to in a relationship with her. It made us competitive. I graduated with a 3.25, never had a three anything. Wow. But because I refused to He's lose like, no, to this up. woman, right? <laughs> it just elevated everything about me. So that's how I was sure. Well, you still lost because she graduated with a four point. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. But you like still four, won no, like a four point one two five. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty years later, right. hold up, bro. Give me my credit. <laughs> Give me my yep. credit. Twenty years yep. ago, but hey, yep. that, that's funny. So then, what happened? I'm curious because I'm always fascinated in black love, right? Mm -hmm. um, what happened after you graduated? Like what? I mean, because, bro, let's be real. You know what I'm saying? You went into the real world then. Yeah. Like, I think you went into the military after that time frame? Yeah, so I was I was home for two years after I graduated. Wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, all my college? friends were going to college. Mm -hmm. And um, my parents were like, you are not taking school seriously. We're not paying for you to go to college. They said, but you can go to this community college. Wow. Central Piedmont Community College in Charlotte, North Carolina is where I went for two years. You did. And, um... I just felt like the path that I was on was not the ticket out of my parents' house. Mm. So I had to figure out how I could get on my own quickly mm -hmm. as a man and be self-sufficient. And I knew that if I stayed home, I would have been that 25-year-old still at home with, with my parents, mm -hmm. which my parents would have been okay with. My mm -hmm. parents, we're New Yorkers, so right. <clears throat> you have people that grow up staying in their parents' house for 50 years. Yeah. Uh, so we, I, I beat feet to the military and, and that just exposed me to a different world, mm -hmm. um, which allowed for me to quickly grow as a man and be on my own. So mm -hmm. uh, two years after I graduated from high school, I joined the Air Force. Air Force? Right. Yeah. Where were you at two years later when he joined the Air Force? Um, I, was, I was still in high school. No. I graduated. I was at UNC Charlotte. UNC Charlotte? Yeah. yeah. On, yeah a so on a scholarship. On a scholarship. A track and track and field scholarship. Yeah. Yeah. Dating. Yep, we were still dating. He asked me to marry him when I was 19. So I went to Italy for mm -hmm. four years, um, came home on leave. It was my sister's birthday, and I asked her to marry me at um, Macaroni Grill. Yes. Yep. Macaroni Grill? In, in front of my parents. How old were you then? 19. Yeah, he was going on 20. Okay. Yep. I was 19 going on 20 and proposed to her at my sister's birthday. She agreed there just because I guess she felt like that was what she was supposed to do. Right. Actually, I was 19. You were 20 because you're two years older than me. I was 19. You were 20 going on 21. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she agreed like that was what she was supposed to do. So, you know, the traditional sense now, and I'm starting to see more people going back to it, but I didn't talk to her father about marrying her. Either. Oh, my dad I just was went and got a ring. Pissed. Came, boom, <laughs> asked her to marry me. I think I flew out back to Italy two days later. Yeah. And um, we start planning stuff and doing all of that. And then 
I came back and we were going to do justice to the peace. Right. And she said, I that said, morning we were supposed to get up and go to the courthouse. She was like, I'm, I'm not can't doing that. do it. I was like, I need a, a wedding. Like my mom has, my mom didn't have a wedding. Okay. She didn't wear a dress. I, I need to be in a dress yeah. and I need to have a ceremony. So we're going to have to wait. <sighs> so we did. So she put it on pause. So I came home on leave. I was. But I was the, the good thing is, um, Anthony, like I will fly back and forth to Italy to visit him. Okay. So I, I finished college mm -hmm. before, you know, we decided to actually move in together and things like that. So yeah. I was able to finish college, but also still see him. So Christmas breaks, spring breaks, summer breaks. I was in Italy. My dad would fly me there. He was like, he if said, you just if you stay, stay here, finish college, <laughs> I will make sure you can be with him. And he, wow. he was doing the same. So yeah, yeah, I would jump on with. You know the, he was flying his daughter to me for. Yeah. Oh, hush. Every <laughs> 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 quiet. Well, I know what time it is. <laughs> hey, don't get it twisted. Oh huh? my god. I mean, y'all six, seven years in the game now. Yeah. I mean, there's no stopping it. Exactly. So a good father be like, you know what? Hey, listen. Gotta embrace this. I got let me embrace it. Mm. Let me not fight it. As long as you cover what you need to cover as a woman and as a man taking care of her, I'll support the movement. And I'm yeah. pretty sure he's super happy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Super, super yes. happy. Yeah. Um, so you went off to the military. Mm -hmm. And I think what, what you was, and then military, you got out, did a government job. Yep. And in government job, you was making what, about six figures plus? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was making a little, uh, little over 150000 Good God. Good gracious. Mm -hmm. And then you, mm -hmm. after you graduated college, what did you get into? After I graduated college, I was an accountant and a bookkeeper. Accountant and bookkeeper? Yes. For a couple of companies in Maryland. For real? Yes. And what were you making? Um, at the time, as an accountant and bookkeeper, straight out of college, I was making about 60000 Okay. Um, and then I ended up getting my security clearance. And so through one of Anthony's government contracts he had. Mm -hmm. And um, I got a good old government job as well, making about six figures. A little over, like 120. Let's talk about that. So y'all in y'all 20s, mm -hmm. making a combined income of about $300,000. Yes. $300,000 with the, with the average salary in America around that time was going to be right around 48. Okay. Average, average household income around that time is going to be around 55 to 58. Mm -hmm. Today it's 65,000 average household income. Yeah. Y'all's household was doing 300,000. Mm -hmm. We were thriving as 20 year olds. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What the pivot though from government guaranteed benefits three hundred thousand dollars? That's right. that's twenty five thirty grand gross a month, mm -hmm. twenty grand net. Mm -hmm. Why the pivot from that to going into real estate? Um, so we pivoted out of government going into real estate. I think it's more to prioritize our relationship. Definitely prioritize our, our relationship because I was. On numerous occasions, I was gone for more than half the year, deployed uh, to the Middle East, and it was it paid great. So on top of my the money I was making, I would come back with bonuses between fifty to seventy thousand dollars. Just mm -hmm. coming back, I'm talking cash bonuses mm -hmm. in a check lump sum, coming back from Afghanistan, Iraq. So well, he went. You went to Afghanistan. You went to Iraq, and then you wanted to go back, and I said you're not going back. I was I literally <laughs> on my way. No, we uh, have two, a one year old and two months out from going back to Afghanistan. Yeah. Chloe, our oldest, that's yeah. 12 now, she was in diapers and crawling when I left, came back, she was walking. walking. So I'm going back out again because I'm like, look, I just want to be debt free. Let's just eliminate all our debt. I'm going to just go one more time. Just need yeah. to do this play one more time. She said, can't do it again. So and I was outside the wire. I mean, I'm in it right. while we're out there. So it was more of a danger thing for her as well. Um, so she said, look, babe, you can sell anything. My dad was in real estate at the time for about 30 years. Mm -hmm. And it was something I avoided just because when you talk about prior prioritizing relationships, my dad and my mom been together for almost 40 years now, but mm -hmm. he was always working. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I didn't desire just because I saw the time commitment. So I told her, that was my narrative, was I don't have time to do that. Mm -hmm. And she flew our daughter. I said, no, you do have time to do this. And so I signed us both up for a real estate um, course. Um, I flew my daughter to our daughter at the time, one daughter at the time. I flew her to Charlotte, North Carolina. My mom kept her for a whole month. Mother's Day weekend, she sacrificed yes. for Chloe to be yes. there for us to do this. Do this together. First time mother, she so, was like, baby. Yeah, with so mom. I was like, let's let's do this. So every Saturday and Sunday, we were in real estate class for eight hours. During the week, we had quizzes and homework that we were doing together. Wow. And we studied, we passed. He got his license first and ran with the business for a year. Um, and then I jumped in 
Um, he was doing about 300,000 GCI on his own. So that's gross commission income. So yeah. I'm doing that part-time. So I'm still making 150. Mm. I'm doing real estate part-time part -time. without any assistance from my wife and I'm making 300K. As a man having a wife who supports you, it makes you feel as though you can conquer pretty much anything. I think in any relationship, when both individuals support each other, you can conquer the world. But when you have a wife who will support you and be behind you with anything that you do, um, for me, it was very empowering and it made me feel as though I could take on any and everything and I could support my family to the fullest, whether she worked or not. So y'all went from 300 to 600,000. Yep. So then from there, we decided, okay, she is now pregnant with their second kid. <laughs> and I think I was 27. When we yeah, were pregnant with the second kid. And I was like, all right, um, I don't want to go back and forth to work anymore. Like, I really want to be able to have my time. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to uh, go on field trips with the kids, not have to ask to take off work, go on vacation when we want to. Yeah. So how can I do this? Well, I need to be in this business as well. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we did. I ended up doing leave with, I did leave without pay yeah. um, for my government job. And we sent the, our second kid to daycare. The, the oldest was already in school and was like, you know, this can be an opportunity for me to, to see what we can do as a team. Hmm. So leave without pay. So that gives us security if I want to go back and, and go I back. And I also <laughs> did leave without pay. Yes. So I did we, leave without pay for three months. Yeah, wow. he did. And so he resigned. I was still on leave without pay. We worked the business together for a year. Okay. And we did 900000 in gross commission income. What? And so from there, we were like, okay, we can do this. Um, and so we and really just plan, planned it out. So when I, when I resigned, I had a bad day at work, um, ended up coming home and talking to her about it, and she just supported me fully. So what I did was, again, she's not in the business yet. Mm -hmm. So I just laid out every deal that I had. So that month, I had about $125,000 coming in. And we're living in our first place, Townhouse. Okay. So I'm like, babe, I got $125,000 coming in this year. That basically replaces your income for the year. We don't have your income now. Let's, I'm going to make this jump. Because my whole thing about jumping from government was I needed to be able to not only replace her income, but I wanted both of our incomes to come from this. Mm -hmm. And that's when I made the jump. Made a, It was about $120,000 coming in that month. And I literally went, Googled letter of resignation, changed the name. And took it and resigned from my government job that I had been at for, at that point, eight years. Mm -hmm. So was there any fear? Because you have a lot of people who are, who are like, you know, they have this gift, they have this skill, mm -hmm. yeah. right? But they have this guaranteed job, guaranteed mm -hmm. source of income, medical benefits, yes. you know, good good pay, mm -hmm. you know. But it's like, yo, this business could, could, could excel more over here. But I'm very, very comfortable over here. Was there a fear from going from here to there? Especially, I mean, y'all got two kids. Yeah, huge, time. huge fear. But what I will tell you is that it matters who you have as your mm -hmm. spouse, mm -hmm. um, because there's a difference between going to your spouse and saying that you want to do something. But then when I go to her, and then it's not only the support. Mm -hmm. It's man, if I'm if I'm building that bridge and she got to go under and throw a brick. Yeah, She's yeah. going to make sure that that happens in order for us to get across. So no, no, no. that was powerful to know that I had the full support of my wife and her believing me. Man, I could have jumped off that mountain and flew. Wow. And I was just like, well, what's the plan? If you have a plan, then let's do it. Wow. Um, the biggest fear for me was, you know, being being growing up, my mom always said to make sure as a woman that you can hold your own, even if you're in a marriage, you can hold your own. Um, mm. Not for divorce, mm -hmm. you know, it's just for basically thinking about your future. Like, what if Anthony gets sick? What if, you know, he dies? Like, uh, we have life insurance, of course, but, you know, you got to be able to hold your own and be able to make sure that you can provide for the family as well. Yeah. So that was the biggest fear for me is like, okay, I'm leaving this bi-weekly pay and good benefits. And also, I mean, the federal government helped pay my student loans off. My student wow. loans were paid off by the time I was 30. Wow. So I was like, okay, so I'm leaving all of this to go over here and be an entrepreneur and, you know, make our own. Mm -hmm. So 
I honed in on my strengths. And so what I did was I, I overcame that fear. Thanks, mate. It's always looking out. You know, I'll be like, how's my hair looking? Hey, 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 So, so, <laughs> so I overcame my fear of um, joining, being in business with Anthony by just like honing in on my strengths and knowing like, okay, this is what I, I love to do. I love to organize, I love to plan, and I love to help people. Yeah. And I took on the buyer side of our business and I just mm -hmm. ran with it. So I, I handle all the buyers. So you all are joining the network. <coughs> yes. Um, and, um, and you all are starting a show called Building with the Masons. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of episodes you guys have already been released. Uh, we've been working on this with you all for like the last six, seven months. Yep. Yes. Um, and the reason why I like this show is because you all have built a seven-figure business, on average about 800, but y'all have had multiple years of seven figures and building a real estate business. But then when I step back and look at you all, you all have a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. It's not a perfect one. You no. know what I mean? I don't think nothing's perfect. I don't know yes. their personal business, but what I do see, and the reason why it took me a while to be like, all right, let's do the networks, because I wanted to make sure it was healthy, mm -hmm. you know? Because I think we in the world need to see young Black, healthy relationships. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to see a father being a father. Mm -hmm. We need to see a father also being a great husband. But then also we need to see, like, okay, how do, how do husband and wife deal with conflicts? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I got to see one of y'all's video. I don't know. Does she know I saw that video? Um, yes, I did. The, 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 <laughs> oh, I'm like, what video? <laughs> <laughs> Let me lean in the car. And, what, and, and like, y'all literally was like disagreeing in the car. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, and I can tell it wasn't fake because I know your faces. Yes. And I was like, she oh, sis, up. for real, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, y'all going to put this out? Oh, yeah. And y'all remind me of my brother-in-law and my biological sister, uh, um, a belief in fatherhood. Like, they just put all their business out there, too. And I'm like, whew, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> so I, I got to ask this question. What are we going to get from you all? So this is not just entertainment. No. But what are we going to get from Building with the Masons, this new show? Um, we're going to it's, it's going to show a lot, but I think it's the depiction of a well-rounded couple yes. raising three strong, beautiful black girls mm -hmm. uh, and all the intricacies and, and things that come along with that. The, yeah. the father side. Our side, the, the, the entrepreneurial nursing. woman, yes. yeah. nursing. I gotta talk about and, that because some of them ladies begin on my nerves. Well, <laughs> so, so like every <laughs> every aspect of that, and really just showing people that it's possible to be in business with your spouse, yes. run a household, mm -hmm. and then still be two independent, strong adults. Yeah, yes. that to me is just showing people how you can do all of those things, and that is possible because we don't. Outside of the Cosby Show, back in the day, you don't yeah. see that. Well, in addition to our show, Building with the Masons, we are also have courses and programs that we're launching. One of them is LIFT. LIFT stands for Launching into Full Time, and it's for real estate agents. It's a 12-week program that's going to um, provide realtors with the knowledge, tools, and resources to launch their real estate business into full time. Yep. And for, for me, another thing that we're currently working on, I'm, I'm on a huge fitness journey. Uh, I am a physique bodybuilder. So outside of that, I'm going to help individuals. It is 2023. I'm going to help individuals get into the best shapes of their lives. I meal prep and I also have a fitness accountability program that will be rolling out that will be on our website. We really don't. Yeah. We, we see them struggling. Yeah. Yes. We see them living in All houses. The drama. Yeah. You know, and I think drama is relatable, but it's like when we how can we repaint that image? Yep. Exactly. You know, how can we show thriving couples, winning, living in nice houses? Yep. Mm -hmm. How come it has to be only the white people with the white shows who have the big, beautiful houses exactly. yeah. and the be beautiful things? And that's what I love. You know, y'all have a rising superstar. Uh, my oldest niece, you know, mm -hmm. she's a, I mean, she, she got, she got handles. Yeah. She gonna be a baller. Mm. <laughs> you know, Gotta and, get them together. Yeah. And so, but in this show, I'm curious, are y'all going to be talking about how do you find balance between, Definitely. you know what I'm saying, work? Mm -hmm. Oh, I got a good question. I want to ask this question. Okay. I'm going to give y'all Oh, this. boy. Oh, gosh. This is going to be good. Okay. I was on the phone with a young lady, and, you know, as, I'm, as I am talking to any woman who I'm preparing to, to, to date and to court, right, I ask some questions about, like, family thoughts, right? 
And so she had just had a kid. Um, well, she didn't just have a kid, but she had a, like a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. I said, I got a question for you. Let's say you got you, you have a kid. Y'all just had one. This is good. Yeah. All right, cool. I get it, right? Your mom first. But this, this is your third one. So this probably won't even matter with you. But let's say on your first child. Yes. You gotta, you're probably focused on that kid. Who's your number one priority? Is it your husband still or is it that kid? It depends on the time of day. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really good question. No, I'm yes. serious. No. Because it's like, who is, who, is, who is the priority to that woman? Yeah, and, and that's the issue. Yeah, that's, no fluff. Give them the Well, rest. I'm just going to say it because um, when I had my first kid, before I had my first kid, my mom said, be ready because he's going to be jealous. And I said, huh? Mm. And I was like, no way. How would he be jealous of something so little and so cute? You know, whatever. And it's real. Like, mm. it's real. Like, when you go from laying in bed, it's just me and him, and he's getting the head rub or the back rub, you know, to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Now, this little baby is the one that's getting my attention in bed at night versus mm-hmm. him until mm-hmm. she sleep. Then I can give him attention, but then he sleep, you know? So it's finding that balance, and, and it's a real thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people wouldn't think that um, my husband or my significant other would be jealous of this little person that's coming into the household. But I wouldn't say jealous, but it's yeah, more of— It's not of, jealousy. It's not jealousy. It's more yeah, so it's like, more uh, like that person is yours any given time of the right. day. Babe, let's go do this. And then yes. it becomes, no, I've got to prioritize. I got to feed the baby. I got to change a baby diaper, <laughs> you know, prioritizing that. But I say it depends on the time of the day. Like if the baby's there and the baby needs you, then Absolutely. of course you're going to go for the baby over your spouse. But at the end of the day, the end of my life, who I'm going to be with mm-hmm. is my husband. Mm-hmm. And you we know, joke so, about that with, yes. with our kids because they feel like it's mommy, mommy, mommy. And yes. I've sat them down and she'll tell you, I'm like, this is my wife. Uh-huh. I knew her before you came in this world. <laughs> you're here because of me. Yes. And when you're gone. When you're married and with your family, still it's wife. still going to be us. Right. You know? I tell them that, and it's it's yeah. not a game. Like, I, I sit them down in my 12 years, she's like, whatever, daddy. I'm like, no, this is my wife. But yeah. you have to think of that. Like, okay, these, these little people are in your life for a small p- portion of your, you know, yeah. like in your house, in your space. Yeah, yeah. But then when they're gone and you're empty nesters, you still got to have that connection or you are, it's, it's just not going to work. Yeah. No, and so we most definitely make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, we're a team. We're a team right here. Right, right, right. And those kids could be a team. Yo, yo, yo. We're a team, like at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so healthy, man. I remember my dad, um, my biological father and my other mother. I hate saying stepmother. Mm. I treated my other mother like crap the first year. Mm. I, um... I'm going to say I met her the first year I moved in with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, crap. It was her house. I'm talking about I'm doing things she's telling me not to do. And one day, my dad walked upstairs, came in the room, opened the door, closed the door, looked at me and said, hey, man, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. You don't have to live here. Mm-hmm. You disrespect my wife one more time, mm-hmm. I'm shipping you back home to your biological mom. Yeah. Yes, and sir. you will never come back here. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I said, but you're my dad. I said, and I, and I am. Mm-hmm. But that's my wife. Yes, and I made a vow to her. Mm-hmm. And my vow is to make sure that you have a roof over your head, make sure that you eat, and make sure that I raise you in the way that you should go. And since you don't want to respect my house, I'm sending you back to a roof over your head with your mama. <laughs> yep. I'm sending you back with clothes on your back <laughs> yep. and make sure that you are good and healthy. But you're not going to disrespect my wife. That's and I, I shifted that 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 day. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And to this day, like, that's my mom. I'm yes. their only child together. Like, if something was to happen, I told my other mother, I was like, Yo, listen, you are my mom just as much as my biological mom is because she went through a whole lot just like my biological mom did. And, um, but it taught me so much, right? And I asked this young lady that, and I think that's why we didn't date. She said that her child will be always be first. Right. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I said, so your husband is, she said, no, I mean, that child needs me mm-hmm. for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I can't do that. No. Yeah, you, you don't want someone who's going to put the child over the relationship for that specific reason. It's one thing to be super protective of your kids, and right. that's me all day. Right, right, My right. kids can't even go outside the driveway. Right. My 12-year-old <laughs> can't cross the street. He's, Are you he's, saying? he's all, I mean, he's just over the top. <laughs> they can't like, ride let them ride the, the bike. I don't even want to see them fall. Don't like, see they them do fall. that stuff, but, like, I, I can't watch it. Mm. So I'm very protective, but at the same time, like, I, there's there's got to be a balance. Yeah. yeah. And that's Definitely. one of the things. And that's why I said it depends on the time of the day or depends on the age of the child, yeah. you know, um, is, you know, with prioritizing. Between and she them. does a really good job of that, honestly. So. 
And I think that's why y'all are so successful in the business side, because you all prioritize the relationship side. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that is something that I'm looking for. Yeah. So if you ever hook me up again, just make sure y'all send me the right one. Right, right, right. We'll, not, we'll make sure we got the interview question. These are specific <laughs> interview questions right. for AO. We got to make sure he's good. Yo, you know what I'm That's saying? Funny. Now, listen, both of them they sent me were beautiful. I ain't going to lie about that. I was mm-hmm. like, good God, I'm mighty. Look mm-hmm. like Jesus. Yes, sir. Um, but, you know, so that is that is good. And, and, and you guys, I want to definitely recommend that you all check out their show, Building with the Masons. Um, it's going to be coming out, what, every Wednesday? Every Wednesday. Yeah, every Wednesday. Every Wednesday um, on the YouTube channel. We will drop their uh, YouTube channel uh, below. Totally different, y'all. So they're going to be talking about how do you build as a couple, build as a family. They're going to be talking about relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one thing I really love about it more so is I think we need to see more black representation of young couples who are winning financially and winning in their relationship. And then I think you'll learn like, okay, hey. We're humans, so we're going to disagree. We're going to have the arguments. How do we get through that season to continue building? Uh, One last question I'm going to hit y'all before we go is a legacy question. Mm -hmm. What are you all teaching your kids about money today? Like, like you all are making all this money. So they're growing up in the beautiful homes. And, y'all, they got a beautiful home. And they're talking about getting getting a bigger one. I'm like, for what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what world? Y'all got more kids coming? Are we done? She could uh, in high school. She said she wanted five. I don't. We'll we'll see how we'll see. Where, we got three right now, right? Yeah, yes. Y'all want you want five? No. Oh, I was about to say, dang. High school, I did say I want five. Anthony wants a boy, so yeah, we got to try one more time. We may we may try one more time. One more. Time. It's a story that we're gonna do on the channel. This really is our fourth child. We had a stillborn the first time, yeah. so this would be four girls yeah. that we have right now. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to tell that story. I would have had an older brother. Oh. Yep, yep. But we had a stillborn, so yeah. we lost him. Yeah. So to answer your question about what the, was legacy, the, legacy, about the legacy, legacy, yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> it's a couple of different ways we do that. So we always tell our kids, money does not grow on trees. Mm. And she's she could what? I graduated accounting degree. Yes, I graduated in accounting degree. So uh, that that part right there alone is like you you can't even put a price tag on that. So just showing the girls one about saving. Mm. Our youngest one keeps a wad. Mm. Well, I yes. mean like. She got more cash than adults. Like, right. That she wrote, she'll go to Target. She's picking up toys whenever she wants. It's like, Daddy, I'm getting more. Like, what you doing? She saves her money. Mm-hmm. Um, another way that we do it is uh, during the pandemic when we were buying our first um, investment property, we took them along with us. Mm. We showed them how to uh, scout out a neighborhood, mm-hmm. showing them how to run the comps to make sure that it's something that's actually going to make sense mm. and is going to yield you a profit. We had a three-hour home inspection that day. They came in. They're experiencing the home inspection. They're looking for certain things to make sure that it's, it's the right property. So we show them that. And then Not we just only show that, them. since I am an accountant <clears throat> at heart, um, when I go to pay household expenses like the mortgage or border bill, electric bill, or anything like that, I have Chloe sit down with me Do so you? she can see what it takes to live. You leave that light on in the hallway? Oh, you know how much that costs? <laughs> <laughs> you know how much remember that costs. Remember uh, uh, every, on Everybody Hates Chris, how you used to, used to say, hey, that's uh, that's 25 cents worth of orange juice. Right, yeah, it's right that you waste. So, like, you, so. you literally, we, we take them through everything. We don't sugarcoat anything when mm-hmm. it comes to the bills. what we spend our bills. Like, we let them know, you know, hey. This, this is like, how this, much this it is costs. Real. And so they know, turn off the lights when they leave out of the room, you know, different yeah. things like that. Don't leave the water running or taking right. all these long showers. Um, so biggest thing for us is teaching them how to save, how to budget, um, and invest, investing, and mm-hmm. then also giving back. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure they give back. Is huge. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like for this past Christmas, we went and we bought 50 toys and we bought 100, um, and our team contribute to it as well, yeah. our real estate team, um, the agents on our team. Um, um, we bought all these toys and then 100 canned goods. And we took them to a women's shelter. Mm. And they love doing things like that. They love to give back. So they're like, when's the next thing we're going to do? What are we going to do next, mom? So we're always planning each quarter of what we can do to give back to the community. With the average child growing up in a household that makes about sixty to $70,000, mm-hmm. comparing that to your child who is growing up in a home that no matter what, they're going to see a half a million dollars or more. Mm-hmm. Beautiful home, five bedrooms, nice luxury cars, going to nice schools. Their environment is different. Some people would say, like, oh, man, that child is going to grow up spoiled. And then some would say, well, that child doesn't understand hard work. And it's like, for me, I'm like, how come How come the norm, especially for black people, like, how come the norm has to be 
our children has to grow up working hard all mm-hmm. the time and struggling. Mm-hmm. How come they can't grow up in Spoiled. wealth and spoiled environments and still come out with a hard work ethic, still yep. come out with, you know, wisdom and knowledge on how to really apply it with with you all's kids. Where do you see their future? Do you think that you all they're going to grow up differently than what you two grew up on? Because, you know, they're coming up with different finances yeah. and situation. But will they still have that hard work, respect, integrity coming yeah. from you all? Yeah, so um, definitely 100 um, percent. I believe that uh, our kids, while we, we show them the importance of hard work, whether it's through what we do within our occupation. One of the shows um, we're going to I'm going to show you two episodes of hard work. Wow. And the support that the family mm-hmm. as a whole gave me. And there were times that I could have gave up um, and what you're going to see. Um, but I think it's really important to instill in them the hard work and the reward that comes from it. Yeah. So no matter what, how much money you have, um, we make sure that our kids truly understand that while the world is at your feet, mm. you still have to work hard to get it. Nothing is going to be given to you. Right. Mm. They still have chores. They still have things they have to do. And, and of course, we do have being a mom in business and a business owner. Um, we have leverage mm-hmm. for sure within our home, our home. So we have cleaning service. We have a nanny. We have babysitter on call. We have laundry a landscaper. Service. We have a laundry service. Mm-hmm. We have all these things so that we can have, you know, quality family time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they still know how to do their laundry. They still know how to sweep Come and mop. They still know how to make their beds, Come you know, on. all of that. So it's, it's nothing, nothing falling short on that end to where they can't support themselves or know that, you know, they do have a luxury, but at the end of the day, they, it's mommy they, and daddy's luxury. Right. You know, I tell them that too. That with the laundry, we're like, okay, you keep changing clothes we, we five times a day. We're going to end up taking, <laughs> you're going to be washing your own clothes in the laundry room in the house. So <laughs> Three daughters, bro. Yes. What if your daughter comes home with a guy mm-hmm. and he makes $40,000 a year and he's struggling, but he's a solid man? As a father, if my daughter brought home someone like that, um, as long as she loves them, I know that I'll always be in a position to give opportunity. As long as he loves him, he's good to her. If he's good to her, he loves her, and he making $40,000 a year, that's okay. But I'm going to help you make more. I'm going to give you an opportunity. I will mm. always be a business owner. Mm. So you're saying, okay, owner. cool, great. Huh. I'm curious, fathers. If your daughter came home with a guy who made... 40,000, say 45, $45,000 a year. He's not winning as much as you. What would you say? Drop it in the comments. You know, drop it in the comments. Um, someone asked me that. Mm. He was like, hey, Anthony, you're going to raise your kids up differently because, you know, the, your, your kids are going to see, you know, if I have a daughter, they're going to see a different life. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is true. And the guy said, are you offended that your daughter didn't come home with someone like you? That made me question like, I was like, dang. Like, you spend 18 years with her, and she comes home with a guy who is opposite of what she's been raised by. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh. Income doesn't define you, though. I feel In- you. Income doesn't define you. Your degree, it's, it's, your degree does not define you. Degree doesn't define Anthony you. Anthony does not have, I don't you know, have a, a, a the, the common, common question either. I get from people, which is, it blows my mind. What college did you go to or graduate? Everyone <laughs> always assumes that I graduated from right. a four-year school. I did not do that. So right. to me, it's not the income that defines you. It's do you get the opportunity? Are you prepared when the opportunity comes? Yeah. And what do you do with the opportunity when you get it? Mm-hmm. So for me, that's why I say as a business owner, I could care less what my potential son-in-law would have. Mm. As long as he's committed, he loves my daughter. Treats her good. You're going to come work for me hmm. or something that I have going on. I will put that opportunity out there for him. So that's how I look. I just look at it a little different. But you do have a four-year degree because your other half has one. And I um, did he help her pay that. Huh? Yeah, and you, and helped her he pay? told me he helped me pay it. But ah! it, you married into a degree. You married into a degree. You married into a degree. Come on now. And hey. I feel like, I'm like, babe, you went and got the, you went and got it, but I'm helping you pay, pay for it. it. Come yes. on, that's my degree too? Yes. Right. Yes. What? Yeah. Whatever. Dear future wifey, I don't have one. I help you pay for it though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or if you already got it, I hope you pay it off. Yeah. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Shoot. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I love it, y'all. Y'all, they, these two are two of my favorite people, man. Uh, met Anthony first when I first moved here. They, uh, we all go to the baddest church in the United the States baddest. of America. We do. Uh, Union Church. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just launched our second church with my uh, close friend, Brian Bullock, at their high school. Yeah. Um, in um, Charlotte. So Union Charlotte um, is in the building. Union Church, Pastor Stephen Chandler and Pastor Zai Chandler. Um, and so that's where I met um, this amazing couple. And I love them dearly, y'all. So these are not just people who are going to be showboating their life, right? Mm-hmm. They're really going to give you substance. And I told them that. And I said, hey, listen, this is about how do we add value um, and entertain and show. I, I really want them to show. I mean, because they have an, an amazing life, right? But it's like, hey, how do we help people? Um, and so this place, this show is going to help you um, if you are that couple. It's like, hey, man, how do we build something together? Um, because I think we need to see more couples building together. And can I be real with you? Um, I like the fact that, that you know, um, y'all know me. I, I love women. I, I love a good looking woman. Bible in the booty. Yes. Uh, Bible in the booty. Bible in the booty. Two B's. You know what I'm saying? But I, I wanted someone. I want a good looking couple. Can I just be real with y'all? You know, we, we need to see more good looking couples winning. You know, mm-hmm. we, got, we got some good looking people. So single, single ladies, don't get in this DM. Brothers, don't try it. You're going to have him and you're going to have me. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, just Please. don't even try it, y'all. Just, that's just, that's, that's just, that's just get the wisdom. You know what I'm saying? But um, I, I wanted to show a different image of black people. And this couple right here is doing it. So go subscribe to their YouTube channel. Go watch their show. Share it. It's night and day from my stuff. It's night and day from everything on the Neatness Network. It's almost like a vlog style, right? Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. it is. So I mean, we're given we're given a couple of different looks. It's gonna be a vlog style. We have yeah. some cinematic episodes where yeah. it's very high end. So yeah. um, we're just excited to be able to share our life and and just take everyone along on this journey. Wow! And continue to give nuggets on how you can build and have an effective relationship with all of the distractions out here in the world and the false depictions you see on social media. We want to show you that it is possible to build a booming business, mm. have a loving wife, mm. and how to be a father, husband, yes. wife, mother. Yeah, and, and then still still show the raw as well, you yeah. know, like. Because we got mom. some scenes where some yes. disagreement, and you're going to yeah, see Yeah, disagreements, it. or, you know, me just having a baby. We have a nine-week-old baby now, just, like, going from, you know, gaining 50 pounds to losing the weight and, yeah. you know, just feeling like myself luckily, again. Luckily, you got a husband that's a bodybuilder. Uh, yes, uh, this is true. He uh, does He does meal prep for me, uh, <laughs> which I've lost 30 pounds already from the meal prep. You. I am. <laughs> you are. <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> Send them back on home. We see exactly how they got three kids. <laughs> talking about we may get a four. They gonna have five. Uh, <laughs> Shit, talking about you are, you are. Yes, sir. Put this camera on me, CJ. <laughs> God don't be a listen. He can't keep his hands off me either. Lo- so. Anyways, y'all, we love y'all. Uh, thank you so much for watching today's episode. And you see why the Masons. <laughs> You see, one of their secrets to building <laughs> is them two. You know what I'm saying? It's them two. They, boy, they, I bet behind closed doors, they be like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, love you all. Check out their show. Their information will be in today's show notes. And uh, we'll see you in the next show. Peace out.